The text for this special Advent evening is from Acts 9, as I told you earlier. Just want to remind you of the first of those verses. It's verse 26. It says, and when he had come to Jerusalem, I should tell you that they're talking about Saul, who would become Paul. That's what we're talking about. He attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. This is our text. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know without even asking that at one time or another you've all been scared to pieces at least once. Because this is the way life goes. Everybody gets a little scared sometimes and pretty much everybody gets scared big a few times and that's the way of it. Uh, there are storms. We don't know anything about hurricanes around here or tornadoes or anything like that. Some of you have come from the Midwest or the way north and you've seen tornadoes that are much worse than what we have here and then there's earthquakes and floods and uh, if you want to get a little closer to home there's car wrecks that scare you really bad sometimes and uh, heart attacks and you know, well, you know there's lots of stuff something's always coming um, in my Coast Guard days uh, I was offered lots of opportunities to be scared to pieces but for some reason, when you're young and stupid, you don't get scared easy. Or at least you don't notice when dangerous stuff is there. So for some reason, when I was doing that, I wasn't afraid. But see, then there's spiders. Spiders really get me. Uh, there's a couple of stories that I should tell you, and I'm not going to because I don't want to think about it. The spider's my problem. Like I've said, you all have your fears. I'll leave it at that and let you worry about them for the moment. The reason I'm talking about that is because these folks in Jerusalem, and, and these are church people, uh, they are mostly Jewish Christians, and there are a few uh, Greek converts in there. They were afraid when uh, Paul showed up. As I said, this is, he's not really known as Paul just yet. He's been called Saul, and Saul's name has some Old Testament connections that might bother them a bit. But uh, he shows up in Jerusalem, and they were convinced that he was a persecutor. Um, they had good reason to think that because he was one. Uh, he was actually um, more even than that, possibly uh, concerned with murdering Christians as they had come about. And uh, it's, you know, you can kind of imagine if you were uh, in the mix of Christians and Paul showed up uh, having that history, you might be a little concerned. Uh, and so, you know, um, some of them were not only afraid, but they were looking to kill him back. Uh, it was just a bad scene because it was only shortly after Jesus had come and spoken to him. Uh, the risen, glorified Jesus chose him uh, for an apostle. Uh, I say that he spoke to him, but uh, if you remember the story of the Damascus Road, it was a little more than discussion. It was actually pretty terrifying. Uh, and um, I would imagine that that had a profound effect on Paul. It certainly seemed to have that in his life. Uh, and it certainly was scary, but he wasn't by himself in this thing. Uh, it, it turned out that uh, in the end, Barnabas convinced them that he was a good guy. 
which that would have been a really interesting thing to listen to, I would suppose, but ultimately it isn't Barnabas that is the, the, the one that they have to deal with, it's, it's Christ, because Christ is the one that chose him and Christ is the one who put him there. Uh, and there they had to deal with that, whether they were afraid or not. Uh, apparently Jesus was very convincing because Paul started to show his powerful preaching uh, which he did in Christ's name. Barnabas is uh, uh, saying that that's the way he talked and certainly that's what happened when he was in Jerusalem and uh, in Jesus' name is, is about all of this. Some folks were still looking to kill him because they were still afraid, but Paul wasn't afraid. Uh, it, it's apparent that he was bold and that he preached boldly and he went forward despite whatever opposition he had and he was effective. Not because he was so wonderful, because he was a persecutor and murderer, but because Christ had come to him. Now, fear is in the mix here all over the place. Uh, it's a big problem for all of us. It just always is. Uh, to avoid what scares us, we tend to do whatever is needed to escape it. And uh, therein, uh, in, in Jerusalem, you get thoughts of murder to, to deal with a murderer. Uh, that's probably not a good way to go about stuff. Uh, I say probably, but you know better. In short, if you are a sinner, fear can get you to sin a whole bunch more, and it doesn't take much effort for your sin to take you right down a very bad road. Uh, you see it all over scripture, and I would imagine you've seen it in people you know and in yourself on occasion. Fear is like that. Uh, danger uh, to your life will get your attention, cause you to lie, cheat, steal, or kill, to, to stay out of trouble with that. Uh, potential suffering, uh, you're trying to avoid that, you may well do some things to keep out of that. Uh, especially the mortal stuff, that affects you the worst because death is a scary business. Trying to be bold in the face of it, which is what you need when you're afraid, you need courage. Uh, in fact, there's really no reason for courage unless you're afraid. And since fear is a very common thing, courage would hopefully follow it, but it doesn't all the time. But trying to be bold in the face of that fear is a problem, difficult at best. It's always been an issue for human beings all through scripture. Uh, there's lots of stuff to show you there that, uh, and I know you're familiar with many things that bring fear and profoundly. Uh, this bit in Acts is only one of them. Uh, and, and you see two things here really happening. Uh, you see the people that are afraid of Paul for fairly good reasons. And you see the Hellenists, they call them, which you know, Greek converts probably, uh, that are looking to rid themselves of him because they're afraid. That's pretty serious. This bit, um, well, you might have noticed that that more often than not, God does not take away the source of fear. <laughs> As you know, if they were afraid of Paul, you would think God, well, God would just take away Paul, but he didn't take away Paul. And if somebody is willing to kill Paul, it still didn't take away Paul. Uh, Jesus, of course, went through the same things. They were scared of him rather a lot. 
uh, for various reasons, but he didn't take away Jesus because they all have purpose. They all have things that they're supposed to do here, and he gives them boldness to do it. And so hopefully he gives you courage or maybe you find courage in what he has already done. But, you know, just the fact that he doesn't necessarily take away the, 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 the problem that gives you fear. Uh, I mean, what kind of answer is that, really? Uh, if you ask God to take away your fear, <laughs> uh, he doesn't always do what you had in mind. Uh, so, you know, there are doubts that come with that, too, which add to the problem. Uh, and then you get squeamish about the fear and you might do something dumb. Uh, this is the nature of humanity. This is our sin. This is our foolishness when we have better things to look at. There's no question that people, even Christian believers, were, were afraid of Paul. As I said, they had some trouble with that. He really had been persecuting then. That's a fearsome scandal to let go of. Even if you know or are told, uh, witnessed to, testified about that he isn't doing that anymore. It's still a pretty hard thing to let go of scandals, especially mortal ones. Then <laughs> uh, it was hard for them. That's the nature of fear. Sometimes it is something that's actually worthy of your fear that causes you trouble like that. And sometimes it's um, Maybe just the potential on the horizon that you see in some distance that causes you fear. Or, or you know, uh, then there's spiders. <laughs> uh, sometimes there are irrational phobias that grab you. Uh, the fear is there. It's, it's a, a reaction that you don't have much control over. It's all hard to let go of. And it's easy for sin to inspire, or rather, fear to inspire sin in you. It just looks a lot like that's what's happening here. And certainly it happens to us. It, it looks a whole lot like Paul's hero here is Barnabas. Certainly Barnabas is defending him uh, and trying to set things right. Uh, I would suppose that facing down the whole church, which was important to him, uh, must have taken some real courage. But Barnabas doesn't really do anything here except say, uh, oh, by the way, Jesus was here. That, that Advent thing is sort of sticking out here. Um, he's, he invokes the appearance of Christ in the world, spoken to Paul, chosen by Christ. He is the Savior. He is the risen Lord. And he is there for Paul. And we all need to pay attention to that. That's what Barnabas was saying. He said also that Paul not only had received that visit from Jesus, but he also had begun to teach like he paid attention to what Jesus told him about his faith and about his baptism and about all those things that were given to him there. So Jesus chose Paul and uh, sent him out to be an apostle. From persecutor, he changed him into someone who preaches boldly in Christ's name. That's really pretty miraculous. 
It, it, you know, it might not always seem so, but all of your fears have been answered in the same way that Paul's were answered. He was afraid of Christians and uh, Christ came. And, and uh, Barnabas could see that Christians were afraid of Paul and, and he brings Christ in. And this, is the, this is the answer to every fear. Christ, his first advent, is that answer. The advent of the Son of God showed conclusively that your life, your salvation, your eternal life is in the hands of the same one who died for you. Your sins are no more because he came and he died for you. The one who rose victorious from death and left the tomb, he, that's the same one again. He, he is the one that has made it certain that you have eternal life. Same Christ. Same advent. I suppose the ultimate fear should be that second advent, the, the coming of Christ and this time as judge, because he will be looking upon your sin. Uh, he, he's going to see your fears. He's going to see how your fear-driven struggles go along uh, against your faith and against the love that you're supposed to be dealing with in this life. It's hard for anything to deal with that fear, and yet he came. And his judgment is going to see all that. But the one who judges you is going to be the same one who has died for you to give you a place with him. To be holy and eternal for all of eternity with him. The, there really is no reason at all for you to fear him. So since you are the heir of heaven and earth in Christ, this is soul. You need fear never any kind of loss. Because it will be restored to you. And since you have a perfect and certain eternal peace waiting for you, according to Christ's salvation for you, even death itself need never be so fearsome. Doesn't that sound so positive? It, it, it doesn't feel very realistic because fear shows up in those times, but ultimately you, you do not need to have that fear. And secondly, the Holy Spirit lives in you to bring you courage and boldness in the face of fear because of what Christ has done for you because of what will happen when he comes again. There is nothing there but hope. The answer to every fear is the same. Jesus Christ is your loving Savior, your champion in all things, really, your eternal Lord, but also your eternal brother, your family in the heavenly realms. So I would say to you, as Barnabas would say to you, as Paul would say to you, and I suppose every angel that's ever walked into the world, they all say the same thing, fear not. You know, Jesus scared people sometimes too. <laughs> Paul got a pretty good shift out of this. But when he was alive uh, in his human body and walking around, he did some pretty powerful miracles. Uh, you heard in the gospel reading today that he upset Peter some with that. Uh, he had these great crowds that followed him around, which upset the people that ran the temple pretty bad. On occasion, he would show some anger, like when he turns tables over in the temple 
to get rid of uh, the money changers. It's, all those things must have been pretty terrifying. But see, that's looking like the judge. And that is supposed to be somewhat fearsome, I suppose. But I remind you yet again, he came into this world to a cross. He came here for you to die. He came to Saul, and he came to Barnabas, and he came to all the people in Scripture to save for you. And so I remind you yet again, what is there to fear? And ultimately, nothing. Because you have Christ. Because you have a Heavenly Father. Because the Spirit that lives in you is boldness and confidence and fearlessness. It's all there to grab onto and ready for your use according to what Christ has done for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.